Good evening, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean, I am your host, Austin. And I am your other host, Adrian. So, uh, we, as I think the entire world did, and okay, that's not, that's not really true, but it's close, um, went and saw Avengers Infinity War. We did. This past weekend. So, um, we're going to talk about it, but I think we're going to... Stay spoilerish free. Are, are we gonna Are we gonna say spoiler free? We haven't um, really talked about it. I don't know. I'm I'm planning to talk about the themes. Okay. Um. I don't plan to get real spoilery, but no. If you're my... if you're concerned about knowing like the premise, the premise. It, it, I'm trying to remember if the premise was really kind of revealed previous to this if you've been like watching all of the marvel movies would you know not exactly okay so we're going to we will slightly spoil like thanos's motivation thanos's plan yes um but so if you if you want to be completely spoiler free, if that's stop even, listening now. If that's even possible, stop listening now. But if you are are not a if you're not really concerned, we're gonna get more into the ethics question mark. That's the plan. Okay, yeah. So it's that's gonna be more plan. of a, it's gonna be I, I yeah that's that's kind of my hope. It's gonna be more of a ethical conversation around the framework of this movie mm-hmm. without really digging into the movie itself. Right. So um if if you're okay with the some of the plot being spoiled for you, to be honest, it's not much. It's not much and you would learn it in the first like little bit of the movie. It's not going to ruin your enjoyment of the movie. So, if you're prepared for that, we will begin. So, Austin. If you remember, my my biggest complaint about Black Panther um, was that it was a Marvel movie, and I wanted it to be a Shakespearean drama. Um, so, I've, again, my biggest complaint for Infinity War, I can't really complain that it's a Marvel movie because it wouldn't be a thing if right. it wasn't a Marvel movie. Right. But my biggest complaint, I guess, is it's not uh, as much of an ethical discussion mm-hmm. as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of left the theater talking about many things. One of them was we wish they would have said more. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvel has, uh, just a massive platform right now, um, that they can use to reach the most people ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Infinity War had the biggest opening weekend ever. So, um, and they, but... Uh, thinking back on it, they do kind of present like an ethical question, but it's one that we dismissed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to revisit, and that is, is Thanos right? Right. Um, is he right in what he wants to do? So Thanos, he is the mad titan and villain that we've been building up to since Avengers 1. Yep, the end credit scene of Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
he his yeah this is fine his home planet of Titan was destroyed by overpopulation basically um, there's too many people they couldn't survive or there was famines and wars and every his planet was destroyed so now he wants to bring balance to the mm -hmm. universe mm -hmm. not the force um, and t his idea of balance is to randomly kill half the people in the universe. Yeah, all of so, half of the life in the universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he is endeavoring to do so throughout the throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. So, um, is he is he justified, or not even is he? Um, we'll save is he justified for later. But is it is it right for him to do this? Right. And and I think taking it a step back too, um, it, it this isn't even a question that is posed in the movie, at least at least not to my not not to my understanding. Well, it it's just assumed by the heroes that what he is doing is wrong and therefore needs to be stopped, which mm -hmm. I'm I'm not necessarily I'm not disagreeing with, but but what is interesting to me is that there's no discussion. I'm, well, I'm going to debate that. Um, I watched a great video about it um, where, so, um, the big, so Cap is, cl he's clearly the the person who's right. Mm -hmm. um, just because that's how he works in the Marvel Universe. Right. Um, and he says that they don't trade lives. Mm -hmm. um, but there is, there is the chance for the heroes to do that twice during the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the first time ooh, this, this might be this is in spoiler, spoiler territory, territory. Uh, okay it happens twice where the heroes are uh, given the the choice of trading lives so um, like sacrificing sacrificing one life to save many mm -hmm. um, oh, man, how, are we, how are we supposed to not get into spoilers um, so this <laughs> This is Thanos's. This is Thanos's thing, right? He's, right? He wants to sacrifice, you know, not just one, but half of the life in the universe, mm -hmm. to save the rest of the life forever and make mm -hmm. it make it better quality life for the people who are left. Right. So, Cap says it's wrong right off the gate, but not not everyone else is really on board. And and exactly. My I guess what I'm trying to say is they don't. Besides that, Cap is just always right. There's no, mm -hmm. or he's just always speaking from the highest moral. There's no explanation as to why that is, um, why that mm -hmm. is true. And so, for me, stepping back, I believe that it is true. Yeah, like <laughs> it is wrong to kill half the life in the universe for the sake of others, or even even potentially even sacrificing one person for the sake of many, because every life has meaning and every life has value. But but to me, and outside of Marvel and in the real world, mm -hmm. almost everybody also agrees with that. Everybody almost all almost all agree that life is just inherently, um, like humans are inherently valuable. Um, and so, to me, that that comes from that. <laughs> that doesn't come from our own thinking of what makes sense um if if we kind of break it down 
if if our if our lives don't have meaning, if our li- if if humans are just here now and gone, um, then then in a sense Thanos is right. Like it 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 makes more sense to get rid of some so that more can prosper, so that some can experience a mm-hmm. a happy life. But there to me there is a greater worth than just our our time alive um that that gives each each life meaning and so i think that that is that is ingrained in us as people meaning or value value sorry value i i've been using them interchangeably i shouldn't um they're different i know uh, that's why i shouldn't so they, it gives us val gives humans value gives life value um and i, I think that's interwoven into who we are as people even if people, even if the majority, I don't know if it's the majority, but even if a lot of people say like, oh no, I don't necessarily believe in a higher moral or, or something along those lines, they would still say, yes, like there is value to every single human life. Mm -hmm. So I was going to pitch it in more of a, uh, classic philosophical arguments Mm -hmm. framework. Go for it. So it, to me, it's really a debate between uh, because they're they're uh, nominally secular in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Cap goes to church um, for a funeral, so uh, like kind of yeah. Um, but it's it's really like Kantian ethics versus um, utilitarian ethics. So explain. So, Emmanuel, uh, we'll start with Jeremy Bentham because his is easier. Jeremy Bentham is the father of utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. Also, he's the name of, he's an alias of John Locke in what I think is one of the best episodes of Lost. Um, not the real Jeremy Bentham. He just goes by Jeremy Bentham. He's and not the real John Locke, the John Locke from Lost. Oh, yeah, the John Locke from Lost, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about, like, philosophers, and so I was confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's Lost's thing, so. Okay. <laughs> um, Although anyway. Locke and Bentham are pretty different. They're very different, different in what they believe. Mm-hmm. But they're the same character in Lost. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, Jeremy Bentham, he he is the father of utilitarian utilitarianism, and he says basically that the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. Um, that something is good based on its consequences. Um, some people would also call this consequentialism. Um, an action is good or bad depending on if it brings the most happiness to the most amount of people. Um, so that seems that seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Kant, Immanuel Kant, he is a German philosopher, um, and he he his is a, a duty ethics. So it's not actions aren't based or aren't evaluated based on their consequences but on the motives of the actions themselves mm-hmm. so he says the only real ethics uh that you can have are a um a uh, shoot duty no it's um something it's it's something um it's something that if you 
Sorry, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, basically, if it says, if you want to do something, you should, or if you have an ethic, it should be something that you're comfortable. Everybody, it's sh- it should be applied to every case in general. Mm-hmm. Um. So so, what I believe should. Or, and my actions or my ethics should not only be applied to how I interact with other people, but how they, in turn, interact with me. Yeah. Uh, categorical imperative. That's what it is. So, um, so it says you should do something only if you think that should be the universal rule. Mm-hmm. So, interestingly or fun, um, Cap gives Infinity War its categorical imperative. We don't trade lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that Cap stands by, and he's he's comfortable with that being the universal rule. Right. Um, so, like, the, the golden rule, for example, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's a categorical imperative. Um, so, he says... Um, so you can justify murder um, or killing people in utilitarianism. You can't really justify it in mm-hmm. Kantian ethics um, because you don't want killing people to be the universal rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it comes down to a cap. He's a very much a duty guy. Right. Um, we have this standard. And you have to do things that align with that standard, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, all of Civil War. Right. Um, and well, Tony Stark, he's much more consequentialist. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Age of Ultron. Yep. He wants to build a security system to protect the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, which was actually just the villain's plan from Winter Soldier. Right. I was actually going to say Winter Soldier also shows Cap's... Right. um, Yeah, so I've been thinking, not since, I've been thinking more about, like, the development of, like, the duty ethics of Captain America Mm -hmm. versus the utilitarian ethics of Tony Stark and how they develop and then come into conflict, really, at Civil War. Right. Um, Right. And so now we'll see how or if they change in Infinity War. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I think and then uh how do you decide which is more right, I guess, mm-hmm. duty ethics or utilitarian ethics? Right. Or is there something else that completely overarches those ethics? Why why do we am I yeah, those my only choices? Um, kind of. I like they're pretty broad umbrellas. Yeah. What would what would be your other example? Well, I don't know. I I don't. I am much less familiar with all of these ethical things, and so I would just say that my Christian ethic isn't necessarily one. It I, obviously it fits more in the whatever the consequential ethic, I suppose. But I don't think it really fits into either of those categories. I feel like. It's something that's outside of both of those um well i would say it's a duty ethics 
Right, that's what I meant when I said consequential. When you, <laughs> when you said the opposite. <laughs> right, well, that's what I meant. I didn't, yep. I didn't mean, yeah, the duty, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess what you're saying, so what you want to ask, though, is in the context of this movie, which one is right? Um, or life, whichever. Okay. Both. Um, I think when we look at it from inside the movie, it, it, there really isn't a question of which one is right and which one is wrong. I don't think. I, I am never I was never tempted to think, oh maybe Thanos is right. Maybe everyone does should should die or half the mm-hmm. world should die and so that the other can prosper. Um I I don't think but but I guess my my thought is like we didn't flesh out more of everybody's mm-hmm reasoning behind it besides Captain America, I guess, because he already already has that that standing. And even, again, I don't want to delve too deep into it, but even Captain America, or even Iron Man, doesn't really change his ethic a whole lot in his reason for fighting Thanos. He he does Mm -hmm. a little bit, I guess, but it it still is is more personal. Mm -hmm. Um... So, so we, I, I guess uh, a, a better question is where do you, if if we're kind of agreeing that, though it's like where do you draw the line? Because um, Vision says to Captain America, didn't you sacrifice your life? Mm-hmm. He didn't actually die. Um, right. To save the world 70 years ago. Referencing so where do you draw? in Captain America 1 where he flew the airplane with the bombs mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, so where do you draw the line? Like, uh, maybe half the world isn't worth, uh, you know, half the world isn't worth the other half of the universe. What about one person? Right, Uh, right. Or it's like the trolley problem, but it's different. So Cap is choosing to crash the plane instead of choosing to, like, run the trolley into other people. He's giving himself up as opposed to choosing, instead of choosing half of the universe to save the other half. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your question before that? We got in there, like, how, how do we balance that? Because, mm-hmm. right, we do want good consequences. And there, like, there, there can be bad actions that lead to good consequences and good intentions that lead to bad consequences. Right. And and I did I thought that was a great question in the movie because I don't I don't even think for an instance that Cap would think again of doing of think twice about doing that again um if he had the opportunity. I mean mm-hmm. the fact that all of the Avengers are there again I, I need to stop before I say anything that might mm-hmm. give anything away, but the Avengers are essentially risking their lives to stop Thanos. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, it shouldn't be. But in a sense, right, they are <laughs> willing to give up their own life for the sake of many. Um, and so what I what's interesting is <laughs> it, it seems like they're justifying it by saying, okay, we're fighting against ev- quote-unquote evil um, and therefore 
our actions are justified. Um, okay, so uh, I, w- I wanted to talk about the question of justification too. So Thanos is not presented as a justified justified character. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's presented as being wrong and yeah. we shouldn't sympathize with his decision. So um, I was thinking, well, Killmonger, we, we just had a villain who mm-hmm. said, well, let's sacrifice half the world for the prosperity of the other half of the world. Right. But Killmonger is a very sympathetic figure and people walked out of the movie thinking Killmonger is the actual hero and he's at, right. he is right um, in doing what he's doing. Right. So what's the what's the difference between... I mean, there are many differences between right. Killmonger and Thanos. But why do we... Why do we, you know, say Killmonger is justified where we say Thanos is not? I mean, it hits closer to home, right? I, I can't... I can't really relate to a... I can't really relate to a giant purple alien. But... And I really can't relate all that much to Killmonger either. But I am closer to the sufferings of Killmonger's people than I am to the sufferings of aliens across the universe. Um, And so I think in in that case, (laughs) it seems more justifiable, right? It seems like... We have seen this injustice that has persisted for some time, which therefore then we feel like, okay, yeah, there it is justified um, and that there will be a reversal. What is interesting is that we still don't see that justification for his actions come to fruition, right? We still see that T'Challa still has to make the decision. He's like, no, this is, even though there has been suffering and injustice, it's still not right for us to get, then turn around mm-hmm. and, and just turn the tides, right? Um, so he's basically saying, like, we need to be we need to be greater than that. We need to be bigger than that. Um, so so I think that that's to I don't know. That's my initial thoughts of why it feels like he's so, more justified. Yeah, but so then we get in a weird position, right, where right. vengeance is more justifiable than. Uh, like thinking through things reasonably well yes and no because killmonger still loses in the end right well it doesn't matter we think he's justified in in desiring vengeance but we don't think thanos is justified in trying to you know bring balance right and okay so i'm going to continue to formulate my thoughts like i always do on this show as I'm talking. Um, so so there's the idea of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guilt, maybe? Or is that the word I'm looking for? Probably. So so in, in Killmonger's case, the rest of the world is, quote, guilty of suppressing his people. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there seems to be a greater justification for vengeance or justice, whichever you want to call it, really, because in some ways he's seeking justice, but in other ways he's seeking vengeance. In, in, in Thanos' case, these people are quote-unquote not guilty. They, they haven't done anything. They've been living their lives. They're just sitting on their planets, and 
for some reason they get to be part of the half of a million that is or half of the universe that is killed and then the other half of the universe um, is not and so in that sense there's there's no guilt to be put on one group to help justify the actions of of Thanos because he's essentially killing innocent people um, which in a sense Killmonger could be doing as well but yeah um right yeah I don't know I I think it's yeah it's weird because Thanos is also saving mm-hmm. innocent people mm-hmm. at the same time right so is is randomness fairness in the way that we think of fairness I mean because it it doesn't it doesn't seem like it right I mean in some sense it is but in other senses it's not and it, I think all of this continues to point back to kind of what I was getting at the beginning it's like <laughs> there is no there is no way that we can justify either of these people's actions um, Thanos and Killmonger Thanos or Killmonger even I, I would say what do you mean by we can't justify them because we can oh sorry you can I mean but but for me they're both wrong coming from my ethic I can I cannot say that they are correct and okay why because I believe that life has value every life has value and that to to kill it, it's not worth killing half the universe to save half the universe J- just because be, because you're you're so he's essentially doing this to increase the the what's the word I'm looking for something of life their quality quality of life they're trying to improve their quality of life to me it's human or i'm just going to say human life because it gets weird when you start talking about aliens Mm -hmm. human life the value of that is is far greater than even half of the universe quality of life increasing but i mean his thanos's planet is wiped out yes so is I mean, he could be saving all life from all destruction. Or he could be saving some life from all destruction. Yeah. Okay. So and So it it's not just about quality of life, is is what I'm trying to say. Okay, that's fair. And and so and I guess what what you're what we're kinda of getting at, and maybe what you're getting at, I don't know, is that this question doesn't really work in this universe. I don't think. Why not? Well, I mean, how do I know... How do I know if there is the same value to life in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as there is in this life? Okay. Let's bring it home. You you have the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's overpopulation in the United States. And... Or you're a politician and you can pass laws to um, 
increase the the mortality rate of four people. Is that is that uh, good? No. Why would that? No, that's not good. Why would that be good? Because you can save half the people. I mean, you're not necessarily saving them. You're just in extending their life longer. Um. Okay, so how would? Why? Why? Like why you're do, not killing them? Okay. You're just shortening their life. So, so why? I guess like. Like if we are if we're overpopulation to the point of just widespread famine and resource wars. Yeah. It. I still. I still don't think it is on. I don't have the authority to make that decision. Even if I have the power and the infinity gauntlet with all the infinity stones, I don't have the authority to make that decision. So it's better. Is it better to make no decision and let people die or make a decision and kill people? Yes. Make that no, wasn't a yes or make, no question. Make no decision and people are going to die. People are going to die whether I make a decision or not. By making a decision to kill a bunch of people, that's saying that I know what's best. I have the understanding and the authority to make the best decision for the entire universe, which I'm never going to claim that I have. What about uh, the trolley problem, where now it's just, like, five people on the track, trolley's broken. You can steer it into one person. What do you do? So it's, like, kill one person or kill, like, a bunch of people? Or let five people die. I don't know. Which is the point of this question? That's the point of the trolley problem, right? Right. And but the, I mean that's that's kind of the heart of of Thanos' thing, right? He sees the entire world as or the entire universe as the trolley problem. Right. And he wants to pull the lever. Right. But I guess I guess my my thought is like why do why do I get to pull the lever? Like that's that's my question. Like, like why am not necessarily why am I in this situation? Because this is a hypothetical situation. But like in this situation, Thanos is putting himself in the position to pull the lever. Mm-hmm. That means that he is saying, "I have the greatest understanding of this situation. I have the best solution to this problem. Therefore, well, I'm going to take, take he, steps to do he it." He does. He says that. Right. And so what I'm saying is. I don't think that he can say that, and I don't think that I could say that in this situation, in this hypothetical trolley situation. But in the hypothetical trolley situation... See, this is why it's different. The trolley situation is different because I'm just randomly placed into this situation. I I just happen to be on the trolley, and I have to make a decision right now. It's different than Thanos, because Thanos has gone out and said, I know the answer. I'm going to pursue these things in order to to push my agenda which i'm doing for which which i feel justified to do in order to save half the universe and save life in general um that seems like a not a bad goal right but but 
what I'm saying, and, and maybe the Avengers are saying, I don't know because they never talk about it, but is, is why does Thanos get to make this decision without, without anybody else? And, and, and so they, the, the tone of the movie is that Thanos is wrong. Whether he's right or wrong is, is not what I'm necessarily interested in what would I, I am interested in but what I what I would have liked to see in the movie is them discussing why we're steadfastly against why he's he is wrong why do we say he is wrong he needs to be stopped um now I guess maybe they don't have time to sit down and think about it but like I don't know that was my biggest complaint about the movie right so, so what are your thoughts? I've talked way too much, mm-hmm. and you've asked me way too many impossible questions and difficult ones to answer. Well, that's because you don't know the right questions to ask. That's true, <laughs> but then I just get to stumble around and sound like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And say and things I get that to are sound probably like terrible. I know all the answers. Maybe that's why people listen to this. So, to hear you sound like an idiot. And hear all the answers from you. <laughs> that's just like um, our lives, though. So what do I think? Um, right, yeah, I think Thanos is, is not, he is wrong. Um, it, because if when we look at just kind of history, uh, consequentialist ethics justifies a lot of things that end up being really horrible. Um, like uh, eugenics, right? The whole, the whole point of eugenics is to make a better future for everyone who's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the point of Portal, or Aperture Science. One of the two. Um, <laughs> which is a video game, by the way. Right, which is much much more levity than eugenics should be mentioned with. Um, but they're saying, you know, if we sterilize this part of the population or, you know, let them die off, mm-hmm. that's better for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope we can all agree that eugenics is evil. Um, oh, though, I guess I'm saying, yeah, my, my categorical imperative, if you will, is that, um, yeah, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, I think duty ethics have a... There's a higher ceiling for good in duty ethics than there is in in consequentialist ethics, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, with with duty ethics you have to be concerned about every action you take and why you're taking that action, mm-hmm. um, or the motivation behind taking that action. Um, and so, if everyone, if everyone is following the same duty, things should be pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, that is very idealized. Right. But if if people are saying, let's maximize happiness, um, in at by any means necessary, a lot of not great things could happen along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know the answer to the, there's no good answer to the trolley problem. Right. Um, which is why it's a great problem. Right. And, and like, that's, 
so to me, that's what I wanted to see in this movie. Is so we just came out of Black Panther, which did a fantastic mm-hmm. job of addressing difficult questions and actually presenting them in a way that challenged me as a person watching this movie. In this, in in Infinity War, I wasn't challenged in the way that I thought that they should have challenged me. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is backstory to Thanos, but I don't really understand his motive. I, I there's never a moment where I'm think, well, maybe Thanos is right, or there's never. And there's never really a time where the Avengers are there saying, no, like, this is wrong because of dot, 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 whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And and so, whereas I think as humanity, we just kind of understand internally that Thanos is wrong. But, like, let's have a conversation about it. it. It applies to a lot of big topics right now i think um i would i would say we don't understand that internally for the record like if you look there's been thousands of years where most of the population is subjugated to prosper the few that's like still happening now okay well then even more reason why we need to talk about it and and as it continues to be something that is talked about in the public and just especially in our country and I think around the world, just the mm-hmm. value of of people um, mm-hmm. and and how oppressing them, like you're saying, oppressing them to have select few prosper is is incorrect. Like I would say wrong, not incorrect. Sorry, but... is wrong. Um, <laughs> Why, why aren't we why aren't we talking about that more in this movie? You've got too many things to juggle. My guess. But we could have juggled we could have got rid of like one thing to juggle and thrown in this one, I thought. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I but I still think that there is I don't know. So from my perspective being having humanity being created by God and imparting his image on humanity gives value to humanity. Mm-hmm. And so this that is what drives my understanding of not only this Thanos Avengers question, but also any oppression or any subjugation of people you know across the world. Um, and so, to me, I think that that I, I I guess even if if it doesn't, if it's not something that is within our humanity, as you were saying, I think it's something that I don't I don't know. I think that as more and more things towards uh, civil rights and other things continue to pop up, I don't think that that's a understanding of our humanness if that makes sense because i think that our i think that our nature would be to lean more towards the utilitarian side of things mm-hmm. i think and i think that we have seen that in the past and i think that that's just kind of in our nature and so the fact that this idea of like no there is value to every human life 
points to something greater than our own humanity and our own human morals could come up with. Um, uh, so I would say we could come up with it. There's just no good justification for it. Right. Um, I think, I think secularly, there's not a great reason to say why everyone has value. Right. I don't think there's any. I mean, you can always justify whatever you want, but it's not it's not always a good justification but to me but to me if there's no inherent value in humanity like (laughs) utilitarianism should be right Mm -hmm. and so so i yeah go ahead i think i think it would have been better if we give thanos a um yeah if if we give thanos more I think it helps the movie if Thanos is given more, uh, like, credence. He's, like, he's not just immediately dismissed as mm-hmm. just evil. Mm-hmm. needs to be totally ignored. Um, like, maybe make a character sympathetic to him, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. Tony Stark is always saying things like, oh, we need, we need to... Or Nick Fury says the exact same thing, basically, as Thanos says in... Captain Winter Soldier. So I think I think draw it would it would be better if Thanos. Oh man, if Thanos had like used mm-hmm. Nick Fury as a counterexample, or even even Tony Stark, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the whole essentially the whole point of um, Age of Ultron, and then how it how it played out in Civil War was because of. Tony was kind of seeking this slightly this idea, right? Um, that it was better to create Ultron than it than it is to kind of have this yeah this this trusting of themselves to do good, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, is Thanos is Thanos right? I think no. Um, yeah, I believe no. Uh, but I think he has a stronger argument than is given to him in Infinity War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I would say, yeah, I would say Thanos is is not right if, in the event that human life has the same value in that universe as it does in our universe. And, and I don't know, I guess that that's kind of my, what I'm, what I wanted to see fleshed out more is like in the event that, (laughs) in the event that there is no value, which sounds terrible, but in the event that there is no value, then I could see Thanos being right. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I saw, and so that, since that didn't get played out, since it was just assumed um, I think it was kind of a lack of, yeah, there was lack of pool there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. But I, I enjoyed the movie. Yep. Uh, I just think it could have been, I mean, everything can be better. Right. So, and, and I think, I think too, like, I think we, we probably said it after Black Panther, 
But like, I just I want to ask more out of our movies, well, and any of our content. But I I want to demand is a harsh word, but I I want to be able to expect like more from such a monumental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a lot of afterwards about how is this like the culmination of our generation or like the most important movie of our generation, um, which you might talk if about. It's not this one. It's Infinity War Two, right? Which we might talk about later, later on. But um, if that's the case, like, what do you? <laughs> you have to use this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just using it to tell a great story, that that's fine and dandy, right? But I can I can I can find great prolonged stories in books and and other things. Um, but if if you have such a tight grasp on the the world, <laughs> in, in the media that they are going to be consuming, like give us more than just a good story. Make us mm-hmm. make us think. Make us try to figure out ethics and and question what we believe um i don't know i don't know that that's what i would like to see um and what i'd like to see us continue to ask for in our movies Mm -hmm. so that leads me to my first recommendation if we're okay moving on i'm okay um at first i really hated this tv show uh, but then it grew on me, and then when season one was over, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And that show is The Good Place. Um, hmm. I don't, I think season two's on Hulu right now. I'll have to check. Um, but I hated it at first, I'll be honest. Why did you hate it? Um, uh, just because of its depiction of... It's, it's very, like, trivializing of religion. Hmm. But that like it changes, so that that was the the impression that I had at first. What's the plot of um, this show? I'm not even familiar. The plot is um, Christian, no, Kristen Bell, um, who you might remember as the voice of Anna from Frozen. Hmm. She's also or, in that um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car commercial. Probably. I didn't know who she um, was until I asked someone. Anyway, uh, she dies and then is in The Good Place, um, which is a like uh, a designed paradise for people who have been good. Mm-hmm. But she's not supposed to be there and is actually kind of the worst. Uh, so why, why I'm recommending this. Uh, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I watched recently, the, the point of that show seemed to be, hey, y'all. It's time to grow up. Um, here's how to be an adult. Uh, so the 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 message of the good place, to me, it feels like, hey y'all, uh, you're the worst. Here's how to be a better person. Um, so I think that's a pretty good message. Um, anyway, and then my second recommendation is I just watched a really long interview with Kanye. West. Um, <laughs> no, the other Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case you're confused. Um, he's been tweeting a lot recently, um, and most people are dismissing him as just being crazy. Mm-hmm. So I guess my recommendation is 
don't just dismiss Kanye as being crazy. Um, like he's he's he, like he may be crazy, but he's like he's clearly very smart and like he works very hard and is talented and like he says things t- in a lot of ways to say things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah, and he said in this interview he says things just to process them out loud and just he says things off the top of his head just all the time Mm -hmm. and that's kind of his thing so if you want to watch the interview you can it's like an hour and 40 minutes i watched it on double speed so um still like an hour yeah it's pretty long uh but he says a lot of really interesting things he says some crazy things i will admit his confidence is unsettling um but don't yeah I, I I would say don't just offhand dismiss him mm-hmm. as just being crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, my recommendation for this week. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm nearly done. Um, I have been listening to the audiobook for East of Eden by John Steinbeck for a long time. Whoa. Um, yeah, crazy. I'm rec- re- recommending a yeah, book. What Adrian's is this? And Austin did And I didn't. Now, granted, it, it is an audio book. Um, so it's a little, like, little... Mm, not, still counts. It's, it's still. Still blowing up the the universe. This has never happened before. Yeah. Um, but anyways, East of Eden, John Steinbeck. Uh, just a fantastic book um, for multiple reasons, and I'll express a few of them. Um, if you are ever curious about characters' backstories, this is the book for you. Um, so the narrator, I guess, is John Steinbeck himself. Um, and he doesn't really, he, he doesn't really play a whole large part in this book. Um, but the main character, would you say Adam is the main character? Who is the main character? I don't know, I was about to just ask you. Um... It's it's either Adam or um, his son. Or Aaron? Yeah. I would say it's Adam. I'm going to say Adam's the main character. Um, but you do... Anyways, so, so if Adam's the main character, you go back as far as his parents, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically you start the story before he's born, talking about his parents. You learn about his parents. You learn about how Adam grew up. You learn about him growing up. You, you see, see him grow up with his brother. You see them interact. You see them grow up and get old. You see him. You see his his wife and her growing up and her parents. Um, She's crazy. She is crazy. They. You see how they meet. Um, how they get married. They go off to California. And also on this time, you're meeting John Steinbeck's family, the narrator's family. Mm-hmm. Which, so you're kind of following his grandparents. Um, anyways, this all sounds kind of confusing. But anyways, follows Adam and then his children. Basically, I'm not at the end yet, but his children are like 18 at this point where I'm at, close to the end. Um, so fantastic if you're interested in backstories because it does a great job of just like showing how people are um mm-hmm. because people are 
again, we might have talked about it before, but just so complex. And by seeing these people's backstories, you see, okay, this is how this person interacts. You, you understand this part about their parents, so this is how they interact, or this is why they do what they do. Um, so it's fantastic in that sense. Um, number two fantastic reason for this book. If you are a fan of Mumford & Sons, you will know the song mm. Tim Shull. Which is basically pulled straight from this novel. Um, mm -hmm. I won't go into too much detail about it, but it's a fantastic song. And then I listened to this book and I was like, wow, this song is like 40 times better now that I've read this book and understand the whole mm -hmm. meaning behind this song. Um, and the whole point of why they're talking about the word Tim Shull in East of Eden. What Tim Shell even means. Right. Um, so that's number two good reason. And the number three good reason is that this book is basically, if you like philosophical and th more theological, I would say, if you like philosophical and theological books, you should read East of Eden. If you like... If you don't like philosophical and theological books because they're too wordy and hard to understand, you should read. But you like the topic, you should read East of Eden. Um, and if you want to pretend like you don't like philosophical and theological books, you should read East of Eden. But you secretly do. You should read East of Eden. So basically, throughout this whole book, it's just like small. I, I, he just does such a good job of like telling real life stories that somehow just trap these huge theological and philosophical ideas. And so, like, you're, I'm sitting here, like, in my car or whatever, listening to it, and he's telling this story. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a simple story about, like, this kid wanting to, like, give, like, give his dad money to repay him for something that, like, went wrong for him. And so then he's sitting down and talking to this other guy, and he's like, the the man who's like helping him with the business is saying like are you just trying to get this money so that you can like earn your father's love and he the kid just sits there and he's just like yeah that that's what i'm trying to do and so then he just kind of just like sits in this moment it was like wow like <laughs> and there's so many times in my own life where if i transpose myself as the kid and the father as God, like how many times am I trying to buy God's love? Um, so anyways, just like awesome little story. And that's just one little story. There's so many of them, so many good characters. Um, so again, I haven't even finished it, but I wanted to try to finish it and didn't get the chance to, so I could recommend it this week, but I decided to recommend it anyway. So John Steinbeck, East of Eden, audiobook or real book, check it out. I second that it's it's great. It is. All right, thanks for joining yes, us. Yes, thanks for joining us. Go. Hope you have a good week. Yeah, when you go see Avengers, think about the morals behind everything and the ethics. Mhm. Mm think about it more than the characters. Yeah, and ask your friends what they think. Challenge mm -hmm. them. Ask them the trolley question. Or just. You don't have to ask them the trolley question. There's no good answers. <laughs> Just ask them the, the Thanos question. Make them think about that more. Thanos be is easier, though. It, it, is, it is, but it isn't, though. Like You can still ask them, like, why, why do we assume he's wrong? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is, yeah, again, I already said that. The question I wanted them to ask, so 
ask people that mm-hmm. question because that's the question I wanted them to ask. All right. All right. See you all next week. See you week. next week.